It's Christmas, the North Pole! Who are you gonna call? What seems to be the problem? Listening to Who Made Who, Cinema Geekly's Doctor Who podcast. I'm Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron De Losa. And I'm Ben Knight. Hey, better late than never, I say. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is it is a little late to be talking about this Doctor Who episode, but it's, hey, it's not like there's another one coming anytime soon, uh, unfortunately for all of oh. us. So uh, I, I guess we can apply better late than never without, uh, without really complaining too much about it. We're here talking about... The Christmas special of Series 8, or Series 8 episode 13 or 14, or whatever it would have been. Uh, they don't count them as episode numbers. They're standalone specials. Uh, that's their that's their uh, their catch, Ben, so they can sell them separately on Blu-ray and DVD to people uh, without including them into the, uh, the regular series set. Coming out next month. There you go. See? Cheap plug. <laughs> that we'll... That we will see no money from unless you, of course, buy it in the United and States. Click through the, and click through the Amazon link on the yes. Cinema Geekly website, you say? Yes, in the, in the United States only, unfortunately. Until we figure out some sort of uh, way to, to to cheat the tax system in the UK or something by signing up through Amazon.co.uk. Yes, but... more Americans coming here. <laughs> <laughs> Ignoring our tax system. You and Google, you're all the same. <laughs> uh, I, I would love to be one of those Americans in your country. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So if it ever happens, Ben, you be prepared for a really loud American best friend, because I'm coming to Manchester. <laughs> again, you, again, yeah. There we go. Well, did you go to Manchester the first time you were in the UK? No, no, damn it, I did not. Well, then fuck you. I know, I'm yeah. sorry, man. <laughs> well, you, well, well you, I mean, you specifically went to Wales, right? You were in Cardiff for the, the Doctor Who thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you, you're also... Did sorry, you, Manchester. <laughs> you hung out in London as well, too, did you not? I did, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah I, uh, I loved it over there, man. It that's a, that's every the most, second I was uh, there was great. That's the most American-y, touristy thing you could have done. Went to England and then went to <laughs> London. I did go to some museums, so that was kind of non-American. You, 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 couldn't have, <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have gone to, like, Preston or... Uh, Hull. Or, go to Hull. Oh, uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you couldn't have you couldn't have gone to like uh, to like Newcastle or something like that. Come on, right. this shit just got quite surreal. Um, <laughs> yo, shout out to Hull though. Hey, yeah, I'll make uh, yeah, I'll, I'll make I'll make sure I get out to Blackpool next time I'm there too. Yeah, though. good stuff. It's like Vegas, but actually worse. I know that's right. mind blown, but seriously, but it's actually <laughs> black there. Like it's just so dismal. It's like... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's grim. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, I stand corrected. Apparently, it is it is not just Newcastle. Apparently, it's it's Newcastle upon Tyne. I believe. Correct. Oh, uh, which is uh, just a ridiculous name for a town. That's, and that's no ridiculous. one calls it that except when they're being arsy with Americans online. <laughs> oh, they to, to sound <laughs> to sound somewhat smarmier, right? But yeah, listen to how fancy our town is named. Otherwise, you may confuse it with Newcastle under Lyme, which is uh, a long way away, and <laughs> you wouldn't want to walk it, <laughs> and so on. <laughs> Good lord. 
let let us talk about uh, the Series 8 Christmas special for Doctor Who called Last Christmas, shall we? No, fuck that. I want to keep hearing Ben do other British accents. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so here, so here we go. Um, it is uh, it is Christmas Eve. Clara Oswald uh, awake to the, uh, she is awoken to the sound of of something on her rooftop. So maybe something out of uh, some sort of children's Christmas story uh, as well. Perhaps could be the beginning of this episode of Doctor Who. Uh, but yeah, she's she's hearing voices. She goes out uh, and uh, she is she is shocked and stunned by the sight of uh, what appears to be Santa Claus and two elves arguing uh on her rooftop as uh as reindeer are are stuck and are flying all over the place um the uh the santa claus of course we talked about this uh previously multiple times is played by uh nick frost i love that so much santa uh, is always nick frost in my mind now (laughs) and he's got the best name for it of course Oh, of course, yes, he has the most Christmassy sounding name uh, <laughs> for somebody who's going to play Santa Claus, Saint Nicholas Frost. Oh, that's so great! Uh, it's you know, yeah. maybe he really is Santa Claus, and this is just his way of telling everybody. Have oh. you ever seen them together in the same room? No, I Never have not. Been. And mm-hmm. this could be his coming out <laughs> party for sure. Like he just announces it to the world, everybody. Hey, can I ask a quick question? Uh, sure. Do the English really give out tangerines at Christmas time, Ben? Uh, yeah, tangerine or, or satsuma in the bottom of the Christmas stocking is traditional, yes. Uh, but huh. nobody likes them, though. According that is to... also correct. I mean, uh, I, I think uh, if you did that to an American kid, you'd get an orange chucked out your head. Uh, that is often the reaction here. Sometimes oh, these shit. days it's substituted for a Terry's chocolate orange, um, which is far better, obviously. Wow. There you go. Um, so, yeah, Santa, Santa Frost, in fact, even mentions this. He's uh, The elves are like, nobody likes those things. And he's like, come on, it's my signature gift. Uh, the doctor, the doctor arrives and, uh, tells Clara that, yes, he's here. He's back. Please get in the TARDIS right now. And he confronts Santa and tells him that, uh, he knows what this is. He knows what's going on. And Santa very mysteriously tells him that he's going to need his help before the, the, the evening is over. Uh, and then of course offers the doctor a tangerine and then the doctor says, nobody likes those. <laughs> it's, uh, they, they really, really nail this home. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing Stephen Moffat got a lot of fucking tangerines when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. That's my thinking. And he just, he just couldn't wait to put it in. He was waiting for an episode where it's he It's a big just, fuck you to Santa. And yeah, right there. And good on him. We've all been thinking it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Yeah, eat a dick, bro. <laughs> so where the doctor and Clara end up. Uh, just so coincidentally, happened to be a North Pole, uh, a North Pole research center, a scientific like research base, and uh, this base has been taken over by uh, Wikipedia. By the way, refers to them as crab-like creatures, but clearly they are the facehuggers from Alien, as the reference uh, is already made to them. I love the a fact bit later that they on. brought it up too, man. Oh, yeah. oh, it was a great joke too so that they, they did. Um, uh, so they are trying to, it's actually unclear what it is that they are trying to do. Maybe get past this room, get through this room. Uh, but there is a, basically what happens is if you go into a room with these things and you even think about them or, or anything, they become, uh, aware of your, 
they become aware of your existence and then come after you and try to take you over as well. Uh, like so, my mother-in-law, am I right? <laughs> am I right? This joke, joined, this joke joins you from 1972. <laughs> That's right. The uh... I mean, most of these people listening to this weren't even alive, like you know, in the 80s. So oh, that sure. joke, was, that joke was funny as shit. Yeah, what's old is new again for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So why they are trying to get through this room, it's never made particularly clear. Uh, but the effort is interrupted when the doctor and Clara arrive. Uh, the woman whose name I have now forgotten because it has been several weeks, uh, refers to the doctor as I quote, a skeleton man. And that was, uh, that was like my top, like one of my top three favorite jokes from the episode was calling him uh, skeleton man. Shona McCulloch. Or Thank Mc- you. Yeah. Uh, quick pause there for a question to America, which is the uh, the song that she's dancing to yeah. is is utterly ubiquitous in um, the UK uh, over Christmas. Is it a song that's particularly well known in America? Um, I believe no. That I, I had never heard that song before. I believe I've heard it before. <laughs> You've heard but... it in Doctor Who before because it's featured in previous episodes. Because it is mm-hmm. literally, it's like the. I mean, Fairytale of New York is obviously the sort of national favorite every time, but this song is basically huge. It's the one everyone knows. It's a song called Merry Christmas, Everybody by Slade. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, there are a bunch of weird motherfuckers from Birmingham from 1970-something or other. <laughs> no, no, uh, I am relatively it is certain. utterly ubiquitous. I am relatively certain I have heard it way before uh, ever hearing it on Doctor Who, uh, just because... Um, around here, this place will listen to Christmas music nonstop during the holidays. And mm-hmm. I am positive at least once or twice I've heard this song before. Like when the station is looking for their deep cut Christmas music, that mm-hmm. <laughs> something they haven't played a hundred thousand times already. I want to say uh, I heard it yeah. in Love Actually, maybe. Oh, probably. Ba- basically, anything that's set in uh, the UK around the Christmas around season Christmas from sort of maybe the <laughs> mid 80s onwards will feature that somewhere in the background. Mandatory and sound. can I say how yeah. uh, oddly similar I, I danced to that that lady uh, rocking out to that song, man. It was fucking eerie. I knew she dude. reminded me of somebody. It was, dude, it was, it was. No, I'm watching her like, those are my moves, man. Like, I was getting hot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so, uh, well, the doctor and Clara are introducing themselves to this, uh, this group of scientists. Uh, they become under attack from uh, what the doctor refers to as dream crabs, which is uh, just, a, <laughs> just a name we could take in so many different directions, I think. Um, I think they could have come up with a, a little bit more creative name than dream crabs, but uh, I think I think Aaron's had to, had to deal with dream crabs every once now and again. Hey, man, we've uh, all been to Vietnam once. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> the, so they, they become under attack, Uh from these creatures until they are rescued once again uh, by Santa and elves wielding uh, balloon guns and uh, and otherwise not deadly weapons uh, whatsoever. Uh, but Santa, so Santa comes to the rescue, right? Uh, the doctor identifies the creatures uh, and and tells everybody that they induce uh, a dream state while they basically to distract them while they essentially consume them uh, from the inside out or whatever. Uh, Doctor and Clara have a conversation where they basically admit that they lied to each other in the previous episode. Uh, Clara did not get Danny Pink back, and the doctor. And then the doctor. Uh, un- unfortunately, <laughs> that joy for that joy for Ben yeah. dissipated uh, eventually. Uh, and the you doctor- saw my message, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, and the doctor uh, did not find Gallifrey. Uh, so while they're uh, investigating them uh, further. 
uh, Clara gets attacked and gets sent into a dream world. And in her dream world, she is reunited with Ben's favorite Doctor Who character of all time, Mr. Daniel Pink, uh-huh. uh, who is, although in Clara's dream, is at least much less of a dick than he is in, in the actual world of Doctor Who. And he does oh, not. Oh, but really he still him. manages to. No, no, right. Put new listeners to this show because, of course, there'll be some on this week's show. Um, it's a long standing tradition, uh, listeners, that. Well, actually, there's not a, love, a lot of love for Danny Pink, I don't think, across any of the three of us, is there? No, not, not particularly. Really. Yeah. I, don't um, think, I think I hate him the least out of all three of us, but. And, That's and, fair. and, and, and you know, you're wrong, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a complete douchebag, and he still manages to be a douchebag in this. Anyway, sorry, go on. Even even in Clara's <laughs> idealized dream world, I mean, maybe that says more about Clara than yeah. it says about Danny Pink, though. Uh, so, even though she uh, she realizes that she is dreaming, Clara basically just ignores them entirely and continues living in the dream world uh, until the the doctor voluntarily gets dream crab. Takes one in the face. He sure does. He gets voluntarily dream crab, so he can kind of go into Clara's dream. And, and sort of force her to get out of it. Basically, they have to realize that they're dreaming in order to wake up. And uh, she does, but not until Danny basically uh, comes in and he's like, look, you can grieve me, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm mandating to you that you only grieve me for five minutes a day. But it has to be real grief. Mm-hmm. If you're going to grieve me for five minutes, I want tears. I I'm want sobbing. <laughs> he was such a dick when he was dropping this hammer on her too, right? He's like, "Bitch, you cry, but only for five minutes, and then you get on with your day." Like that's but he he could have, that could have been the entire statement. He should have like you know, <laughs> like plucked her on top of the head and just rolled out. You know, the thing I mean? the thing that was funny to me is that I think he kind of demanded real sadness. He did, yeah, he really did. <laughs> it's like you you can you can think about me, but it has to be really sad thoughts for five minutes, and then yeah, move and touch out. yourself during it. Oh, you can't <laughs> say that, but. I want those tears flowing from your vagina. That may be in the director's cut, perhaps. Welcome, new listeners. <laughs> yes. The uh, oh yeah, uh, shit. I, I mean, it's not a. I mean, it's not really like if you took out like the mandatingness. Like if he would have just told her, like it's okay if you want to be upset, but you know, like just take you know, don't waste more than five minutes on me. I died saving okay. Clara. The rest of you just got lucky. Even in her dream, he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that that too. I mean, all I'm saying is that if it would have just if he would have just said, "Look, it's okay to to grieve, but you know, don't waste more than five minutes of your time on me. You've got to move on with your life." That would have been fine. But he's like, "Look, you but get five to her, minutes to Clara. That should have seemed more like a dream, anyway. Because I mean, you know, he was an asshole, so it totally would have broke character if out of the nowhere he's just like, "Oh yeah, I love you, but you know, don't be so sad." But no, instead, you know, he was the the prick we all know him to be. So it was, you know, status yeah. quo for Mister Pink. You've got to really think about me, like really do it for five minutes, like ruin your day for five minutes. I don't know that I could presume to say uh, that to anyone on my deathbed. You know what I mean? Like, no, that's, no. that's just that's a ballsy move, man. Well, like well, like I said, this is all in in Clara's head. So apparently, right? But how fucked up is she? Yeah. Oh, she must be. She must be. Yeah. Um. Uh. Where Where do we leave off? Okay. So they wake up, right? They uh, they they wake up back in the research station uh but this is when the doctor starts realizing that they have never really truly woken up uh and one of the things they one of the one of the tests he does this test right where 
uh, he he kind of tosses everybody in the research station like a, a, a manual. They each have their own copy of this manual. Um, and if it's the real life, all, all the pages should say the same thing. But if it's all kind of trying to pull from memory, there's a good chance their memories aren't going to sync up. Uh, so they pick a page, they pick the first word, and lo and behold, the words are all different. Um, although I, I believe when they when they do it again, it's like their brains are telling them that they're still sleeping, right? Like the it's some sort of message that they're all sharing at the same. First time. one's kind of random isotope, something or other, something or other. The next one is you are all no, we are all dead I, or dead, yeah, yeah. And the twelfth one, the good one. Twelfth Doctor, nice one. Yes. Um, was what was the last one? I can't remember what it was actually. Um, they were. Um, it was like very, very, very dead or something like that. Uh, so yeah, it yeah. Was like the last one, uh, which is a nice, which which was a nice trick as well because it seemed like they all said the same thing until the last person. Uh, which so uh, at first I thought maybe they were all lying about what the what the first word was. Uh, but no, it, it ended up kind of, uh, fixing itself there. Uh, so, okay. So what they, uh, and the doctor basically realizes that Santa Claus is, it's, it's Christmas. Uh, every, every, it's kind of like in the back of everyone's mind. And that's why, and, and you know, that's where that line comes from too, right? You're in trouble. You're in the North pole. It's Christmas Eve. Who are you going to call? And that's why Santa is in all of their dreams. Um, it's the thing that all of their, their brains are kind of, uh, calling to to come help them while they're uh, unconscious. Although later there's a um, a rather different explanation for that, which is never actually said, but it's uh, it's there for all to see. And I think it may be a hangover from when they thought that Clara was disappearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, I can't wait to hear that. I love when Bren breaks this shit down, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, they, they do this, right? They feel like. Uh, they feel like they've uh, they finally woken up, and uh, and uh, then Clara's like, "Well, wait a minute. If, if Santa has been just a figment of my imagination, why was he in my why was he on my roof like way before any of this ever began?" And that brings the d- doctor charging with Clara back into the science station. And uh, there, there's also been this question that's sort of been asked a few times, like, oh, hey, what, what led you to, to be here? And I think the answer was, like, it's a, it's a long story or it's complicated or something along those lines. Long story. Yeah. Long story. Uh, and uh, everybody had that answer. And then the doctor got the smarts finally to ask Claire what it is that actually brought them here in the first place. And she couldn't help but answer with, it's a long story. Uh, so, yeah, there, it's, a, it's inception, quite literally, dreams within dreams. Uh, within dreams to keep them uh, distracted, uh, they they finally uh, realize this. Uh, they they realize that there's only four people. Like there's four people trapped in that room with the face huggers on them, um, and there's four people in the science lab. And the doctor's thinking, if there's a manual for each person, why are there only four manuals? It's because the people in the uh, the other room are the uh, are the people with them just trapped in their dream state or whatever. It's the visual, you know, representation of them trapped or something along those lines. And um, that each one wasn't really like a scientist. Right. Yeah. They were all just regular people. It was, they were kind of, they're in a shared dream state, I guess, uh, which, you know, for those aliens, the complete dumbasses, why would they want to hive mind everybody together in a situation where they might be able to, to use their smarts to get out? Uh, is beyond me, but I don't think they had a choice for the reason that I'll come back to you later on. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I think uh, there is actually an explanation. 
Oh, okay. Does it have anything to do with the Borg? Because I... <laughs> I did say <laughs> on, I on this one occasion, no. Okay. Although there, I did like, uh, of course, we have to mention Star Trek and again a mandatory requirement of this show. Sure. Uh, the control panels in the uh, research station—I I don't know if it was just me, but I thought they had a distinct L cars look to them. Did they? I didn't really. Did you pay not notice? I didn't. I did not pay attention, but now I'm going to go back and and look. I'm going to, in fact, it's like a... monochrome L cars. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go back and look while you guys are. Uh, talking about stuff after we after we wrap this up, of course. Mm. Uh, so once again, they call upon uh, Santa Claus to come and save them. Everybody hops in the sleigh and they race far, far away from there, allowing them to the further away they get from that scenario, uh, the easier it becomes for them to wake up in the places they actually are, the places they never left. Uh, which in in one case was a was a woman who was bound to a wheelchair. Uh, oh Jesus, man! Yeah, the, oh. no, what a what a punch to the gut! Yeah, Adam, uh, like uh, completely, you know, uncalled for too. Might I? It's Christmas, and also just like, yeah, this, you know, right? Can't fucking walk. It's like, oh, right? Shit. And there's there's one woman is living in a dumpy apartment, and uh, you know, stuff like that. So they can't help on on the Christmas special. Oh, Shona, did, yeah. did you guys uh, notice the movies that she had yes. on her list? And this is this is the reason. But yes. Oh, God. so it ties into what you're going to talk about? It does, yeah. Oh, yay. Okay. Um, so eventually they uh, they all start waking up, and there's um, there there is a scene with uh, with with Danny Pink. I hate to mention his name again, Ben, but uh, <laughs> where where he does he he does kind of say this thing that that uh, rings true to Clara. Right? Is Christmas is so important to so many people because it could be people start thinking about how it could be their the last one they spend with the people I'll, I'll, they care about. Shall I try and say it exactly the way he said it? Sure, sure. Oh, please do. <clears throat> <clears throat> Every Christmas is last Christmas. It sounded like that to me. I think. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, is that exactly how it sounded to me? Yeah, yeah, it's exactly how it sounded to me. Anyway. Very, very whiny and nasally and I pissed. It, it was pretty whiny for Danny Pink. I mean, he really should have been screaming that at her to fit the character. Whilst beating around the head, yeah. right? <laughs> Throw, while pelting the tangerines at her face. You should have. <laughs> <laughs> and then they open a cracker, and you know he keeps both pins, and you know. He angrily throws a tangerine for for every word he says. Every whilst... Christmas is the last Christmas. Now look what you made me do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all she gets to have for Christmas are like the little the little clumps of cloves, and not the ham itself. We should have. Had to, maybe we should have given a trigger warning at the start of this. I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, we don't actually so, condone these things, people. It's just you know. uh, no. So, but Danny Pink does. Yeah, he so, does deserve that shit. Yeah. So Clara is the last one to wake up. Doctor wakes up somewhere, some alien planet, someplace, uh, and uh, and Clara wakes up. Uh, Clara wakes up in her bed, and uh, the doctor is the doctor is there to meet her. But it is revealed that it is old Clara, very mm-hmm. old Clara. Like she is. It's been. I can. I, I'm sure they mentioned it. Sixty-two years. Was it sixty-two <laughs> years? There yeah. you go. Uh, that's, and also, uh, also a very good uh, Maggie Smith as Professor McGarnacle uh, impression as well. I, I was today, uh, Mister Potter. I, I I don't know that I would go as far as to compare Jenna Coleman to Maggie Smith. No, no. I was just saying the impression. <laughs> that's just me. I was just saying the Ben impression was was very similar to Professor McGarnacle. Ben can do every British acting voice in history. Just there's only five of them. It's fine. <laughs> in my opinion, it, it sounds accurate anyway. There. Um, so uh, they they have this uh, they have this conversation um, about 
you know, her life post doctor and, and things like that. There's even um, a sweet moment that I would not have picked up on otherwise had I not watched the, um, the Matt Smith, uh, the, the Matt Smith Christmas special aired right before this one did. And, uh, there is a, um, um, it was either that or it was right after. I, I don't remember, but, it, but I saw this, um, I saw this scene with, um, what, what are, shit, Ben, you're the British person mm-hmm. here. What, what are those things that they, they popped open at the end? Crackers, uh, right? Crackers. Crackers, right. There is a, there is a scene in the Matt Smith episode, uh, where Clara brings her, uh, brings him one mm-hmm. on Trenzalore, but he is too old to pull it by himself. So she helps him open it. And they do the same exact thing here with the doctor helping Clara to pull it apart because she is too old and frail to do it on her own, which could just be literally a coincidence. Maybe he um, was just testing her grip strength to see how much she had left in her. Clara, help me yank this off. He seemed to say. <laughs> well, Larry, you know, there's going to be a pop, and somebody's going to get covered in something. Yes. <laughs> um, a cracker jack, Aaron, perhaps. We could oh, call nice, nice. I like that a <laughs> lot. Work. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I only yeah. have to wait twelve months to use that now. <laughs> I do, I do. Um, so uh, we. We, we've we've got all of that right, and uh, then uh, magically the script changes because apparently Jenna Coleman's sticking around for a while, and then Santa Claus just shows up and he's like, "Hey, just I don't know, weird shit happens," and he's back with young Clara, and then they go off on an adventure because Jenna Coleman's not leaving the show. the the ending The ending of that show was so weird and it was just as weird as like oh all of a sudden danny pink can come back from the dead like just for <laughs> it was, no it was reason. i think what is known as a dallas twist yeah right, yeah <laughs> just no fucking reason it's like oh well uh yeah i mean because basically they're just like you know man i wish uh i wish i was still young and could go on adventures with you and then nick frost shows up and he's like well dang it kids you, you can all you have to do is click your heels or some shit and spin around and voila there's no place like texas or whatever it was yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Some more of those lines um and then they they went off on their on their merry way the doctor saying um you know he doesn't uh not even sure who to thank uh obviously and then they we are left with a shot of a tangerine on a uh uh, boy, they just Moffat hates those fucking tangerines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very tangerine heavy. Um, I'm I'm expecting uh, because they did change the uh, uh, they altered the the show intro for this episode to include some snow and some things like that. I'm fully expecting the series nine intro to feature just tangerines flying all over the place. All the <laughs> planets turn into tangerines, like it's a <laughs> like a bad acid trip or something like that. So uh, Ben, what? Tell us what you thought about uh, the episode. Tell us about this. Uh, this uh, this uh, the story or the scheme that is flowing okay. through your head at the moment. Well, it, um, first of all, I'd like to say really disappointed. Not a time lord, but technically haven't ruled that out. So that's okay. We'll keep it for next year. Sure. Um, and it may explain the bit at the end because nothing else did. So the yeah the DVD list when um, oh Christ, what's the name? Uh, Faye doing Shona. Uh, Faye yeah, Shona. Yeah, um, who was clearly intended, I think, to be the next um, companion. Uh, companion. But anyway, yeah, so what's the relevance of her? Why is she the last of the people to wake up before you get to the Doctor and Clara? Um, why is she sort of so prominent? In it? Why does the Doctor sort of assess her for her idiot level and decide that she's not an idiot and that's a good thing? Um, all of these things. 
Uh, and it seems fairly obvious that it's because there is some significance to her. Her list um, is the collection of things which basically made up the dream world they were living in. Um, so the venue... Uh, comes from the thing from another world, which was on her DVD list, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, IMDb's summary describes as scientists and American Air Force officials fend off bloodthirsty alien organism while at remote Arctic outpost. So oh. there's, for, there's for those who aren't, who aren't that old, uh, think this, you know, John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, yeah. Make of the Thing from Another World. Yeah, uh, 1951. Yeah, 1951. Um, Although it comes from a story from, yeah, John Campbell. Yep. Actually. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, then you've got, so, the, uh, the the main man, of course. Well, yes, Santa does say, well, it's Christmas, it's the North Pole. That's one explanation. The other explanation is that she's recently also been watching Miracle on 34th Street. Um, yes. And so the whole issue, whether it's that. So who are the bad guys? Well, the next on her list is Alien, um, which is specifically referenced in it. Uh-huh. And then some of the rest of the image, imagery um, borrows from other films that aren't on the list, of course, but uh, you can take your pick for the TV screen, whether it's Poltergeist or uh, Elm Street 3 or yeah. whatever. Um, but there you go. So all of the stuff is is derived directly, not from other people, not from a combination of other people. It all comes specifically from her right. um, and her plan of what to do. We don't know whether she's forgiven Dave. That was the last thing on the list because mm-hmm. we don't know who Dave is, but I suspect we were going to find out at the start of Series 9. Uh, but obviously, it seems unlikely now. Well, so, didn't, yeah, she the, check that, didn't she check that one off, though? The Forgive Dave? Or well, she, I, think she, I think she tapped her pen by it. Right, right, right. I'm not sure whether she did or not. I, I did actually rewatch this show today as well, so I probably should have made a mental note of that. Oh, look at but you yeah, so, everything, man. You're such a pro. No, oh, I, 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 I was just really fucking bored, and it was really, <laughs> really windy outside. You should have just stuck with my, with my first comment, man, and wrote it out. Like, yeah, I'm professional as shit. I really should have done. Yeah, um... I never know when to stop. So, yeah, so the idea of, uh, you know, where it all comes from and everything else, it, it, was, it wasn't, as the Doctor, I think, had suggested, or indeed, as Santa had suggested, that it had come from um, some either, you know, a sort of combination of things because of people's sort of joint dream, which again ties into the Dream Warriors Elm Street 3 thing. Um, it, it comes specifically from one person pulling them into it, which, again, is a reference perhaps to Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Dream Warriors, you should watch it. It's really just not watched one it of the yesterday, worst. actually. It's 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 up there. I'd say it's my maybe second or third favorite Elm Street film. Which um, first favorite? <clears throat> I should uh, note by the I should note by the way for the purposes of clarity, both from something earlier that Ben said, uh, I looked at a a still, and yes, those consoles did bear a a resemblance to the Elgars from uh, Next Generation. I mean, they weren't ripoffs or anything, but they clearly looked kind of. Uh, partly inspired by, uh, and I'm also looking at her list. And outside of the DVDs that she wrote, uh, number three on her list, by the way, was Dad Comes Round, uh, and after that was DVD Miracle on 34th Street. Number five was Thrones Marathon, so uh, I can't yes. falter there. And the specific shot here is number six, Forgive Dave, with three question marks, and she draws a check mark next to it. Ooh. So there you go. Uh, so yeah, clearly, and and I wondered as well, like. Uh, why, why the focus on this? And if she is, was indeed being planned on for the replacement for Jenna Coleman, clearly this would be setting up some things, right? Mm. Uh, well, and also, you know, we only know Jenna Coleman's coming back for nine. She's confirmed not to come back for 10, but Peter Capaldi is. Right, right. Yeah. And also, uh, in case people aren't up to speed with that, we said before, 
and it was sort of widely publicised that she was coming back for some of nine, and of course it's now been confirmed she's back for all, all of, of series them. nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so continue on. I'm, I'm sorry, Ben, to interrupt you. But no, no, well, that, that's, that's kind of it. I mean, the uh, I'm probably stating the obvious, but I know that a lot of people missed the stuff from there, and perhaps the significance of it all being from her was important. But mm-hmm. um, but people are saying, oh, well, that's all been binned. It's a shame, isn't it? But of course it wouldn't be the first time. If you go back to um, pre-reboot Doctor Who, it wouldn't be the first time that we've had uh, multiple companions, not sort of boyfriend, girlfriend and things like that, but right, actually right. just multiple companions. Yep. Uh, I think the last one, actually, you don't have to go that far back. I think it was Ace and whoever the hell Bonnie Lankford's character was called. Uh, right. uh, I can't remember. <laughs> the picture is just her irritating voice. Um, but they were, they were both in it for, for a little while and you don't have to go much further back than that. So mm-hmm. it may be that she'll be in it and maybe that'll sort of take us into the new story arc, which Moffat claims he has all sketched out and ready to go. So Mel was her name. Mel, thank you. That's exactly what it was. Uh, uh, so so outside of that, Ben, what did you think of this, uh, the particular episode, minus the fact that it's yeah. uh, almost a, a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles level obvious <laughs> that uh, somebody was supposed to be the Shredder, but they changed yeah. their minds and clearly... That really pissed you guys off, didn't it? I listened to that show. Um, <laughs> I was chuckling so, away. Uh, no, I, I thought it was a brilliant episode. I should say, uh, Michael Troughton, of course, uh, popped up in this, who, God, does he look like his dad, doesn't he? Oh, um, yeah, he does. Quite weird. Uh, of course, the, uh, what's his name, Dan Starkey as well, who uh, we know as a certain Sontaran, uh, far better, of course, <laughs> he was one of the elves. Um, I couldn't figure out whether Nathan McMullen's name in this, he was the other elf called Wolf, I yeah. couldn't figure out if that was a callback to uh, series one and two or not, but eh, who knows. Uh, I, I thought it was a really, really good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was part of the arc without being too, you know, Moffatty. Um, it had some potential huge story holes, but they there were a couple in there, but they weren't as distracting as they have been in the past. Right. Um, it was self-referential, but not to the point of trying to, you know, make people have these you know, sort of Moffat nerdgasms. Um, right, right. It was it was a really really strong episode, and I'm I'm going to say in terms of festive, but not sort of over the top Christmas crap. Yeah. Uh, in terms of festive themed episodes of Doctor Who, I actually think this is probably the best one they've ever done. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it felt it it definitely felt way more of the holiday than. Mm. Than is usually done. Uh, well, it had a bleakness to it, which they they always oh, seem slightly well, frightened yes. of in in Christmas specials, don't they? Um, I, I think they I think they they balanced the line just fine. Like it was not nearly as depressing as say last. What about uh, the Matt Smith one, A Christmas Carol? Like, oh, you know what? That was like very. Yeah, yeah, I mean that was very Christmassy, of course. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was they, but it felt like it felt like a Doctor Who themed panto at times. Yeah. Um, but I mean. And, Dumbledore, Sorry. man, was in that fucking... Oh, Michael Gambon, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't get me wrong. Excellent episodes, but in terms of... In terms of... Just being in terms kind of, of like making an episode Christmas of Doctor run. Who... I mean, it's hard, to be, has... it's hard to be more Christmassy than Santa... True. Like, galloping in on Rudolph... Yeah, with like the with like the bucking and stuff, and then he, if he would have been shirtless. He he could have been competition for poop yeah. and carry by Eric. I can't remember. Was that an off-air conversation? It was, wasn't it? <laughs> I think uh, it was. Uh, I think it was. Well, they missed that one. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. But this is the thing, isn't it? With you know, if you've got Santa Claus and Rudolph and, and elves and the North Pole and all of these things, this should be 
uh, especially with the Doctor flying a fucking sight. This should be um, yep. okay. every bit of saccharine crap that Christmas specials are, <laughs> sure. but it wasn't. Um, and I oh, think no, maybe yeah, yeah. it wasn't. I think that. maybe this might be you know maybe people in their I guess late twenties through to their mid forties will have got more out of this than perhaps its traditional target audience because sure. all of the films that were referenced are. Um, well, the most recent of them, was, uh, I suppose, out of those, which is the most recent out of those ones we've mentioned, probably Elm Street 3, isn't it? But um, mm-hmm. all of those films are, are ones that we're familiar with, whereas kids won't be. Uh, I just thought it I thought it ticked every box for somebody who doesn't like Christmas very much, which is very much me. Uh, I thought this ticked every box of being a good Doctor Who episode rather than uh, a Doctor Who themed panto. And that's that, that says a lot. I think I, I haven't been terribly... Um, pleasant about uh, Moffat's behavior during the course of this last series, and sure. I think he's redeemed himself here. I uh, I really liked the episode as well. It was uh, I mean, I mean, and you kind of hit the nail on the head. I, I actually am a Christmassy person, but I don't like when shows I like do like overtly Christmassy episodes because you feel like it's just. You know, let's lay out all the let's lay out all the tropes you possibly can and stick them into the episode. And but you're right, this episode did those things, but did them uh, so well in in a way that it, it it's like they did them, but they didn't do them in a way that made me roll my eyes. You know what I mean? Yep. Like they had they had Santa in here, and if they weren't going to make Santa a time lord, uh, they made him a figment of their imagination. He still could so. be. He still could be. And well, theoretically, course- given the ending of this episode, yes. <laughs> Uh, and the um, Rudolph's clicker, his you know his uh, red nose, his uh, yeah yeah the um, <laughs> no no the uh, <laughs> when he when he parks up as it were like like with oh, the tires, when the, he set the alarm you know, like the car alarm thing yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. of course ex- exactly the same car alarm noise and everything as uh, the doctor's uh, car alarm on his tardis as well That's right. And lots, lots of jokes about whether he's a time lord in this very episode, of course. Oh, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. So the uh, yeah, they they achieved all those things without the the eye rolling nature. And of course, as you mentioned, it was very bleak. It was not a, but it was not. But at the same time, like I said, it's it's bleak, but the, it was not depressing. Like last, like last year, obviously they killed the main character of the show for better or for worse. And uh, you know what I mean? It's it's hard to get more down than that in an episode, a very sad ending to a show. Uh, but they, they managed to keep it. They managed to keep it kind of dark and scary. Except but for putting not... on that, that one lady in the wheelchair. That was, that was oh, a bit sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely a punch to the balls for sure. Yeah. It was, um, she, she went from this nice, happy, I mean, it was a scary existence in the dream, but for at least she could walk. And now she's, she's a uh, wheelchair bound. That's where the Elm street nerds are going. Of course yes, yes. that happened in Elm street three as well. Right. Didn't it? it did. And it did. Well done. <laughs> the wizard the, uh... master himself. Um, yep. for, I mean, for me, I think a lot of people have already said it, but, uh, Nick Frost is just my favorite part of yeah. the episode. He, uh, and he did, you know, there, there's definitely a way to play Santa where, uh, uh, there's basically the one way, which everybody's always done, which is just the straight up and down, but he played a, a much more like self, self-aware Santa and more self-referential and, and things like that. Uh, he, he played a Santa who's seen some shit. Yeah. In his day. Well, I mean, it's just it. like, just like all the, all, I mean, even with like Clara, when he first meets her, he's like, you know, how did you, did, was it the suit that gave it away? You know what I mean? <laughs> like he was, he was very. And uh, he's not prepared to resort to, uh, to, to, to what he knows as a weapon, of course. Right, right. When, when he talks to, um, 
Oh, for Christ's sake, why won't I notice? Perhaps a good job she's not Shona. Assistant. Shona, thank you. Uh, Fame, I'll say. Uh, and she's basically getting in his face, and he says, uh, I could stop you with three words. Yes. Which is, what's that? <laughs> My little pony. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> to which her response is awesome. <laughs> Shut up. And then she gets her nails right towards her face. I will mark you, Santa. Yes. <laughs> there were... Uh... I mean, and, and and of course, the the doctor's relationship with fictional characters uh, continued here. Obviously, we saw how great uh, he was in the uh, the Robots of Sherwood episode, interacting with Robin Hood, but just as good here uh, with Santa. Like constantly, every once in a while, he. I mean, of course, the big line I think right was like, you know, how do you get all those toys in the bag? And he just goes bigger on the inside, and uh, all the elves are giggling. I mean, the the the. Obviously, the, the elves and stuff, those guys were funny. Uh, there's a lot of really good comedy to sort of break things up. Uh, for me, I think, uh, and maybe for everybody, it could be unanimous. I'm not sure. But uh, for me, my, my favorite my favorite joke was the whole the alien reference, right? Where uh, yeah. he's like, you've got, a, you've got a horror movie called Aliens? Like, that's really offensive. Yeah. No wonder yeah. why you get invaded all the time, I think, is what he says. Uh, but no, yeah. I mean, the, look, the... The Danny Pink thing did not hindrance me that that much, but yeah, but they uh, they had to bring him back one more fucking time, man. Oh I, Jesus! I mean, I, I'm okay. I see. I was I was okay with our opinion of Danny Pink. With you know, maybe Clara doesn't see him that way. She sees him in a way we we're, we're just not seeing. But no, in her dreams, like the ideal Danny, he's Pink, still an asshole. He is he is what we saw. So that is what she likes apparently. So. Uh, look, that to me that says more about her than it says about Danny Pink. So, uh, we will we will leave that where it lays. But can, can uh, I just say before we move off the subject sure. of Danny Pink and Samuel Anderson, uh, as, as certainly uh, Tony will know, is that I was watching. I, I had a free subscription to Now TV, which is Sky product over here. It's Roku uh, is the equivalent in the states. Oh, okay. and. Um, so I had a free subscription to that. So I've been watching some stuff that's been on Sky that I hadn't watched previously because I wouldn't give Murdoch any money. And um, <laughs> so I got into this TV show called Trolleyed, which is a sort of relatively light comedy set in a supermarket that's got uh, people you'll know from all sorts of things in it. Um, and it's, it's pretty funny. And then you get to the final series and I was really enjoying it. And who should pop up as the fucking assistant manager of bloody Valco, but Samuel fucking Danny Pink Anderson <laughs> ruined worst series ever he's invaded your that is all yeah i uh i i, I believe that i uh had theorized that he is purposefully uh through mind control or some other some other means of torture and slowly invading his way into all it's, of it's worse than that he's like a, he's a he's like a quantum bellend he's simultaneously <laughs> everywhere and fucking nowhere Samuel Can I just Anderson, say, Bell might be the best thing I've ever heard when talking about a penis. I, I don't I don't know that I'll ever not call it that from now on. Oh, You're welcome, you America. She's a <laughs> quantum Bell End, Danny Pink. Bell end. Uh, the, uh, oh, I got to get a, twi- a new Twitter handle, stat quantum Bell End. That's, that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens when you go into the nether sphere, everybody. That's what that's what he's now going to appear in all of your shows and movies. That quantum Bell End. <laughs> he, um. I forgot what I was. Th- oh, okay. So yeah, outside of that, and outside, of course, of the uh, the ending, which I normally should be proud of, because we pride ourselves here in Cinema Geekly of ham fisting things into our podcast. <laughs> but good lord, was that a ham fisted ending for sure? Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, you, I, I think maybe. Does anybody have a like? 
it doesn't even have to be a good explanation. Just an explanation for how that works. Was the doctor do. still dreaming? Like, what mm-hmm. what was going on there? Uh, timey wimey, son. That's oh, your explanation. Okay. No, he, he was. Well, he was still dreaming, wasn't <laughs> well, he? Because dreamy, Nick Frost says to him, "Yeah, yeah." He says, "Wake up." Yeah. Right. Although it's weird because then it doesn't make sense why Clara would, when he takes the <laughs> face crab off her, say. Uh, why she would say, "Am I still young?" Because she wouldn't know that she'd not been. That she was old. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, oh, I've gone cross-eyed. Basically, they boxed themselves into a corner, and they just had to. They just fought out and didn't care what they. They just dug the the most direct path to get to the end of the episode. They basically told us just to lick the sweet spot of their quantum bell end. That's right. <laughs> uh, and then they moved. Okay, so Aaron, so what did you think of uh, Last Christmas? Loved it. Right, right into with you guys. Uh, I thought really thought the stuff with Shona was great, and you know they really seem to be making a big deal out of her. We know that Jenna Coleman's coming back for nine. You know we don't know she's coming back for ten. So maybe you know they will slowly start to phase Shona in. You know as the show progresses and all that. Uh, I, I loved her. Like I thought the the cast was perfect again. Nick Frost as Santa Claus was amazing, and you know here's hoping he pops back up eventually. Uh, maybe next Christmas or Christmas after that for some more interactions. Uh, Peter Capaldi was strong as ever. Like the more you see him as the doctor, you more like the more you love him. Like when he first started, you know, he was always he was kind of dark. People really didn't like it that much. And then episodes like The Caretaker and Robots of Sherwood, where they were fun, you know, almost uh, like had a Davies feel, kind of like uh, like the energy wise of those episodes where you start you started to love him. And now, like the more I see of him, like the more I demand that he just you know size on for more and more years to continue being the doctor. So the first Christmas special, uh, it's going to be hard to top next year. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. No, absolutely. I agree. Uh, Capaldi's run has uh, exceeded expectations, but uh, I I mean, even from like, don't take our word for it, because I think all three of us were kind of on board from the casting. Although, no, no, I I can't speak for you, Ben. Were you on board from the casting? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we we haven't seen much of uh, the girl who played Shana before, but I do remember her in uh, Fresh Meats. Of course, she was Candice, I think it was, or something Mm -hmm. like that. Anyway, um, and obviously it was... The idea of seeing another Troughton back in Doctor Who, that's the that's all of them now, I think. Um, huge with that, and I have to say Samuel Anderson hadn't appeared in the cast list that I'd seen, so it didn't put me off until he appeared. Uh, yeah, I, absolutely, I'm, I'm, from the, I'm from the start. How about Capaldi? Like, were you on board with him from Jump when they announced it? Oh, I see. Um, I was, because I, I, mean, I, I loved him as Malcolm Tucker. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I, was, I was still trying to shake off the image of him as Malcolm Tucker for quite a while, and right. and that you know he, that he was always going to struggle a bit with that. But in terms of whether I, I was worried that he was going to constantly just be aping um, Tom Baker, which he did a lot. Uh, but I think he he all doctors have done that, haven't they? They've all started by doing bits of another doctor and then sort of right. gradually phased into themselves. Um, and I th- he's well and truly his own doctor now. And obviously the title of, I know probably going to come onto it anyway, but the title of the next episode, The Magician's Apprentice, he yep. is referred to a couple of times during this last series and during the Christmas special as looking like a magician. So that's true. He's, yeah. he, he's got his, you know, his, his sticks there. It's he's well and truly established and I'm, I'm all for it. I, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Uh, all right, Ben. So a score for last Christmas. Um, I'm going to give it perhaps controversially, the full marks. Really? Yeah. You're giving it a, all five of those glasses are getting filled I am, up. which I, I don't think I've done on any of the other episodes, I don't think. Um, maybe, maybe the yes. bank. Um, 
Uh, I, maybe, yeah, the, yeah, I, maybe the heist. That might time heist, higher. I think I might have done, yeah. Yeah, time time heist or maybe maybe Mummy on the Orient Express. I'm not sure, but definitely one episode for sure. I'd actually have to go back and listen to the retrospective episode uh, <laughs> where I where I talked about all of that. But I yeah, at least one episode. There was definitely one episode where both of you guys gave an episode of five and I gave it a four and a half. Uh, then you shit on me for it. So, um, but yeah, so. <laughs> of, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I can't go quite that high. I'm, I'm going to give it a really good four, but the, uh, boy, that it's like, it's not like the ending ruined it for me, but it was just kind of like a really obvious, um, I mean, uh, believe it or not, there are people debating whether or not. Clara, like Jenna Coleman was ever leaving the show and whether like those rumors of them having to change the script at the last moment. But uh, I'll tell you what, watching the end of watching the end of that show. Yeah, it feels like they did some rewrites there and some really last minute ones because that the ending just doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, And it doesn't I mean, it doesn't ruin what was otherwise a really good show. But uh, yeah, solid four for me for the last Christmas. What did you think, Aaron? Oh, I'm gonna put you on the spot, and I'm giving it a, like the full five, also. Oh, wow! So, so once again, Anthony Lewis goes for the low mark. You know what? Is... Clearly being wrong. Just <laughs> you know, putting that out there. You know, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna point out that Ben gave a whole episode five, uh, with not only with the screwy ending, but an but an episode that Don't brought his least this. his Don't least favorite character back. You are out of order. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> In a in a dream state where he could be uh, lionized and and perfectly represented, and he was still a dick. Uh, yet Ben gives it full marks. Um, <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, I don't. I mean, I can see how I can see how you could do it. It's just that, that uh, it confirmed he was still dead, and for me, that's enough. That the, the, <laughs> I'm sure that is also a positive way to look at it. Um, it's just that 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 rewrite at the end just uh, it really just like hit me right in the face. And uh, maybe, maybe also, maybe if we'd done this before the news that Jenna Coleman, because I am, maybe I'm curious to see what you guys think, but I am actually not overly pleased that Jenna Coleman is going to be back for a, another full season. Like I would have been okay with like mm-hmm. a half a season, but like mm-hmm. what, what else the fuck can they do with her? I mean, she's literally done more than any other companion in the history of the show. Uh, I mean, what else is there? I mean, outside of her, like. Uh, you know, like like Roman style, just like poisoning and killing the doctor and taking his place. Like outside of that, I'm not sure what else she can do uh, on the show. I mean, she's kind of been there and done that for everything. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, how do you guys feel about her returning for a full series? Either uh, of you, of course. Yeah, I'll defer to Ben on this one. I want to hear what he has to say about this. Uh, do you know until we we saw um. Faye Marseille in uh, the Christmas episode mm-hmm. I would have been sort of fairly comfortable-ish with her coming back again I share a degree of disappointment but then seeing um, Shona's character in the Christmas episode and I, I think there's so much potential for that character um, yeah. so, so much more interesting uh, of course it is still I know everyone's going on about oh yes so another another wise cracking girl from modern day um, Britain yeah. uh, well that's a stretch isn't it Okay, yeah, I, I agree there's that. I do share your concern that I do wonder where there is to go with um, uh, with Clara, but I suppose... I mean, they are, they are, it's not like her, it's not like Jenna Coleman and Peter Capaldi do not have good 
Uh, they, yeah, have really, exactly. they have really built. They have really built good chemistry, I think. Uh, and they, you know, and for me, like this was the season that Clara finally became a a three dimensional character. Mm. And like, and I want to see her without the the Dunny complication. Sure, sure, that as well. Uh, and they've, but at the same time, they've already done so much with her that it just. I'm not sure what else they could really do, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not like I'm obviously I'm going to be watching for sure, glued to my television, of course. But <laughs> um, I, I just think I, I think I would have preferred a, a switch up, but um, or or you know, like a half a season. But you know, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and see what they do with this. Aaron, do you have any feelings one way or the other before we get going? Uh, you know, it, it, the crowd goes mild, man. You know what I mean? It, it, it didn't really blow me away, but I was like, you know, what the fuck can you really do? I, I, I'm I'm still very upset about the fact that they missed out on having Osgood become the companion. Mm-hmm. Loved her. As well. Because she's got a fucking score to settle with uh, with the Master, and we know the Master's not dead. Uh, right. That was confirmed this week as well. So. Right, mm. right. Mm. Yeah, they really missed the boat with Osgood. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, like, I'm with Ben. I mean, you know, that seems like an awful lot of work. Even if they had to rewrite everything, like, at the, uh, you know, <clears throat> for the ending of the show, that seems like a lot of stuff they could have omitted about Shona. So they left her in place, you know, I think for good reason. So eventually, you know, yeah, let's let's bring her on board and kind of kind of phase uh, Clara out. Um, by the way, before we close things out, um, I do have an email from frequent premium contributor now. This, I think, is her third email. Staff of uh, Megatron. Staff of Megatron. Uh, <laughs> Did did want to know, uh, by the way, she sent this back, uh, I think, uh, a week ago or maybe uh, a week and a day or something like that, uh, presuming that we were going to be doing the uh, the podcast then, like a week after the show aired, but it did not, so I'm sorry. My apologies, my bad. But we've waited this long. Uh, but uh, yeah, so she's curious that now that the Doctor Who series is going to be over for a while, is Ben returning for anything or is he also disappearing until later this year? Um, I'm going into hibernation now until uh, whenever the crap Doctor Who comes back. Yeah, Actually, I'm just going to go and sit outside uh, the set in Cardiff. I was going to say, <laughs> for what a, I'd start just, shooting Just next keep week, stroking so. the building. Yeah, there you go. I was that'd, gonna, be, that'd be awesome. Good luck. I was going to say, for people who aren't aware, all British people actually hibernate uh, <laughs> yeah. during this time of the year. It's a, it's just, uh, we, I mean, we've evolved. We've Americans have evolved past that, but mm-hmm. the Europeans are still stuck in that. that they, they haven't moved past that yet. They're, uh, so, yeah, Ben will actually be sleeping until, I believe, uh, October, I want to say, it's, maybe? It's about October, yeah. Uh, we do have a summer, but who the fuck wants to be awake for that? <laughs> no. Um, well, there's, it's, nothing it's on, there's nothing on television for a start. <laughs> Yeah, the, the summer is far too happy and chipper for British people. It needs to be sad and depressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> There's somebody who reads my Facebook. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why That's why if anybody ever comes to the United States from Great Britain, they they go to Seattle or something like that, where uh, the weather is constantly... Uh, it's great. unchallenging. Yes. Uh, quite, not nearly as not nearly enough fog, but, uh, you know... Plus not not enough fog, but I, I do like the, you know, the constant sort of mist and smell of um uh sort of like creosote from logging and stuff like that it's <laughs> it's reassuring not that we have a lot of logging here it's just that in the north of england that's what they used to to clear the backyard when the whippets have uh, have been uh, messing everywhere so that that's yeah. something that any british listeners will understand but you know it's it's a comforting thing yeah, according yeah to and my... i think whippets mean something entirely different here it does <laughs> i suspect it does I, I quite often go outside to my back garden and Smoke a fag whilst uh, playing with my whippet. 
What? You just what? made oh, like a lot of American minds melt. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, next season I'll be uh, be available with subtitles. Uh, I will be doing <laughs> other shows in the meantime, uh, but probably not on the Cinema Geekly uh, um, uh, network. Oh, I do. Ha- I do have my other like shows. A- I, I very heavily feel that you and I should do the uh, the uh, incredibly decisive uh, of the uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise movies. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I would totally be up for that. Uh, Glenn would be okay. Up. Turns out I will be back. Fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> well, no, I I think that I think the plan will be until Doctor Who returns that we will bring in Ben whenever we possibly can when the schedules uh, align and stuff. I was I, actually I was also trying to figure out a way that we could get everybody on the one hundredth. Uh, Cinema Geekly podcast as well because we, we've got episode 100 coming up in a. Are you going to bring Sarah Jane back and? and several and weeks. Yes, I think we're going to get. Uh, we're going to get. Billy, Billy Piper won't confirm until the last minute. She never does. No, and uh, <laughs> we can't get Christopher Eccleston on whatsoever. I, I live in this. I live in the same city as him. I can find the fucker. There, there you go. Uh, but no, I mean, I want to, you know, I want to try to find a way to do that. I've, uh, I even talked with a, a few guys, like if we have to do it like on a Saturday at noon, like we're doing uh, now in the United States, we'll record the episode then. If we can get everybody on, uh, uh, on, on podcast 100, that would be, that would be cool. But you know, there's, a, there's definitely some of those uh, flawed and decisive ones that I want to try to drag Ben into maybe when we do uh, Star Trek or maybe when we do mm-hmm. like uh Bond, or especially, and Aaron mentioned uh, the horror franchises, which I would be completely useless in, but Glenn would fit nicely into those, because I believe he's watched uh, more of them than I have, that's for damn sure. Uh, and of course, the sequel to um, what I'm going to go out and say is, no doubt, the best of the horribly flawed uh, series. Oh, oh, sure, yeah, the Sexy Stand Alive episode. <laughs> not uh, safe for work. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, ben, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but, but since then, I think Aaron has developed like a whole franchise of like subdivisions sexy yeah. there's, like a, there's like an elder statesman division and uh yeah i'm, I'm calling those the classics now i'm still going with, with the nation's idea too so it'll be like the, the world cup of, of hot <laughs> men world cup. it's a good call I, I'm, I'm all over that which, of course, uh, that episode will be hosted in Qatar this year, I believe, is where we'll <laughs> host that particular episode. <laughs> uh, oh, Russia. Uh, maybe I'll record that from there. Yeah. We'll and get I'll... Putin shirtless on a horse. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we'll get we'll get Ben back. Uh, but yeah, Ben, you know, every since everybody is listening to this uh, episode for free this week, uh, thanks to everybody uh, hitting us, w- actually way over 550 likes on Facebook now. Um, you, if you want to, man, you can you can totally plug the other podcast. I'm not sure exactly uh, if <laughs> some of that audience is going to overlap here or not, but they might definitely. You never know. Oddly enough, the uh, the hockey show that I do, Manchester Phoenix, uh, the official Manchester Phoenix podcast, does have quite a staggering number of listeners in the US. Um, oh. So yeah, so yeah, you guys can join that if you. Also want to follow a British ice hockey team in the what amounts to second tier in the UK. I don't know why you would, but in fairness, we speak very little about hockey. Um, oh, that's a fun show sometimes for sure. Yeah, yeah. We, have, we have a laugh. Uh, and the other show is North Pod Law, which uh, Just is as funny it, <laughs> for entirely the wrong reasons. Uh, it's, it's a show about. Um, I, I'm, for those who don't know, I'm a practicing lawyer uh, in the UK. Um, we are doing, for those who liked Serial uh, in the US last year, and it was fucking awesome. It was. Um, the, I have been planning a project for quite a long time, which is not quite how Serial works. It's a slightly different thing um, to do with uh, 
to do with post-trial uh, stuff. It's actually looking at the effects of people's, sorry, the effects of criminal trials on people's lives after acquittal, ah, um, which people never ever talk about. No. And it's a fascinating subject. We will be doing a series, I think, of that some point this year on Northpod. So. Uh, we're on iTunes, and you can always send us abuse on Twitter. Most dude, do. Well, dude, sign me up for that. That actually sounds yeah, that sounds fascinating. Great. So yeah, no, I'm I'm totally there. Uh, screw that. I watch documentaries on that sort of thing all the time. I see. I usually I would presume that even if you were acquitted, people are still going to look at you like you weren't. Oh yeah. Well, so, se- uh, sex offenses are the big ones, and uh, oh for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's uh, we we'll probably start the series, I think, with that. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna tune in for sure. Um, this is a little bit longer than we normally do, but we're still under an hour, so that's okay. Uh, and it's free, so bonus content for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a big celebration over here at Cinema Geekly this week. Uh, yeah, that's the sign-off, though. We're gonna, we do not have a date for the next episode, with the exception of the year, 2015, as the slated beginning of the next series. But um, it usually begins... Gosh, when does it usually begin? September... When does it usually begin? October? I don't even uh, know. Yes, September, uh, traditionally. Um, it's usually two weeks after the August bank holiday, I think. Uh, somebody will probably say that's completely wrong. But it's, yeah. it's, it's, it certainly it feels like that's probably the right answer. Somebody will give us some sort of uh, measured, you know, it's like, well, the average start date of Doctor Who series over the last eight years... Uh, they'll probably be able to pinpoint it down. It's like, and, and interestingly, on fourteen of those occasions, it's been a Tuesday. <laughs> and that'd be fucking weird because it's always Saturday. Anyway, you get the idea. That is Ben. You could just do British accents all day, sir. I'd be. Uh, I'd be. We'll just do a whole podcast of that. Where Ben's just going to read stuff in various, uh, various dialects from across <laughs> the land that he comes from. Maybe we'll open a phone book or a thesaurus or. Uh, uh, an atlas or something along those lines, and Ben will just read from it, word for word. I'm in for it, man. Oh, Ben, yeah, uh, yeah, trust me on this one, Ben. Aaron will listen to that. He will, uh... Absolutely. He may not listen to the regular podcasts we do, but he will listen to that one. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll see if I can um, beat your favorite uh, Texas accent as well. Oh, my God, yeah. That's a classic. (laughs) All right, so for Ben Knight and Aaron DeLosa, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back sometime on a Tuesday in September (laughs) for Series 9 of Doctor Who, Episode 1, called The Magician's Apprentice. Cinema Geekly listener, it's Anthony Lewis. Have you ever asked yourself, Self, I'd really like to support CinemaGeekly.com. I love the content. I love the podcasts. It's all great. I love it. You'll want to help out CinemaGeekly.com. You want to help out the site you love so much. But you just can't. There isn't a way. Well, you know what? We've brought a way to you. If you shop on Amazon.com. And at this point, I'm not sure who doesn't. Amazon has a gajillion products available to people just like you and me. From movies, video games. You want to watch movies? Buy a TV, Blu-ray player. You can get any of that stuff from Amazon. You can buy like a kayak uh, from Amazon. There's literally something for everybody. If you're like me, you've got Amazon.com bookmarked. 
But you know what? I say to you, throw that bookmark away. Just go to cinemageekly.com. On the right-hand side of our page, there's a big button, the Amazon logo. You just click that. It takes you to Amazon like normal. You shop like normal. There's no extra cost to you whatsoever. But for every purchase you make through that link on the cinemageekly.com website, Amazon is going to shave off 8 to 10% of that purchase and give it right back to Cinema Geekly. So if you are looking for a way to uh, help out your favoritist website in the whole wide universe or multiverse or hooniverse, then look no further. Click that button on the right side of cinemageekly.com buy yourself some cool shit from amazon.com and help out Cinema Geekly all at the same time. 